This is the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, episode 72. Here we go. What's up, everyone? This is Blake and Peter, and welcome back to the Reachlock Leadership Podcast, a podcast that empowers aspiring leaders to identify, connect to, and advance on the path of leadership. And here we are on episode 72, and we are almost crazily halfway through 2023. Strategic thinking it sounds really big and scary, but it is a game changer. And today we want to talk about how strategic thinking or thinking for the future can be a super tool in your Batman belt as a leader. Yeah, that that was nerdy. That was it cute. totally was, and I love um, it. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, I think this is, like, I, I love to simplify what this is because some people are like, oh, I'm not much of a strategic thinker. I just go get things done. And that's cool until it's not. And it, here are some scenarios where that wouldn't maybe be a great idea. Let's take... The difference of a navigator versus the driver. Hmm. Okay. So you're on a ship because who, who isn't just always on a ship? Um, you're on a ship. There's a navigator who knows the direction, who has planned the course, who has taken into account the environments and taken into account forecasts and has looked and said, you know what? I think this is our best course of action to get there. The driver is important for sure but they're just doing what the navigator has said and they have a course yeah. and they're not just like, Oh, it feels like the wind's changing. I think we should go this way. Or is that rain over there? Maybe we should do this. Like if they don't have some direction that they're going before those things happen, then when those things happen, it's going to guide them where they, the environment wants them to go, not where they want to go. That's that becomes our big issue here is strategic thinking is about being the people on the front line coming up with what our plan is. Is it ever going to go according to plan perfectly? Absolutely not. But a strategic thinker has to be the navigator creating at least the bare minimum base direction. Here's where we're going. And I can't, I really like, I mean, there are a lot of people to think about in strategic thinking. Uh, there's, uh, oh, what's his name? Tesla, not uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, yeah. huge strategic thinker. Um, Steve Jobs, awesome strategic thinker, uh, and, and brought Apple back around. I mean, but we've got just great people all the way back. I mean, throughout the ages, right? Once it was understood, like, what if we had plans? Like, we started seeing great things happen, and I can't, I can't think of anyone that I look up to in this more than at least who was so fundamentally like changing with the industrial revolution or a little post, but being Henry Ford, his ability, which he didn't yeah. invent the vehicle, right? Like he, I mean, it was probably 20. It's believed that it was already like 20 years old. Like the vehicle was at this point, depending on who you believe actually invented the automobile. Right. But early 1900s, 
you know, Ford knew that this was the direction that he wanted to go was to create automobiles for people that would be reliable because there was a huge issue with reliability in vehicles Um, and wanted to make it affordable. It was so incredibly expensive to have a vehicle. Um, And then even, even more so uh, with that reliability is the ability to economically continue having a vehicle because when things would break, everything became a very slow process so if, if, if something went out on your vehicle, you were out your vehicle for weeks, months, years. And so then it was like, well, why even have a vehicle? And I mean, there were a lot of possibilities of the vehicle not taking off. Like there were a lot of pitfalls that just had the potential for this to, to kind of like maybe at least delay for quite a while. And instead, you know, in 1980, 1908 Ford just decided, okay, we're going to create this Model T. We're going to create a groundbreaking vehicle that takes innovation, affordability, and takes durability, and we're going to put it into one. And then we're going to make we're going to make this like the design pretty simple, um, but we're going to make it to where we can put this through a manufacturing line. And that's really what Ford's known for is his ability yeah. to create manufacturing lines. So. He was able to understand everything that needed to happen to make one of these vehicles. And then he created strategic thinking around how do we set up the right places for one part to be made? And then this moves over to the next part and what happens next? And and he created this whole uh, strategic assembly line. And then this mindset, and like, believe me, that wasn't just like, oh, I think we'll do this and then do this. And, and now we're doing this like that. That wasn't it. He sat down, he thought about this. He, and and I'm sure it was iteration one was not the last iteration. It was like iteration 10,000. Yeah. And so strategic thinking doesn't mean you do it once and you're done. It's a continuation, right? It's a continuation until you're at a place that you're like, this is good. Um, And, you know, I think we, I think there was a point in time, especially when um oh who was it toyota i believe you know we had a lot of american car um car industry people go over to uh, i think it was toyota in japan and they were looking at their assembly line Mm -hmm. and as they were looking at their assembly line they asked the question where is your person who bangs in the door bangs in the top of the door so that it fits well into the mold and the Japanese uh, people at Toyota were kind of confused and they said, well, we, we designed that to not be the case. And so like there's this always this, and I think we've kind of went away from where we initially started with strategic thinking because yeah. we thought we already had the right product. And we, we got to always continually be good with like, OK, we need to create, continue having strategic thinking around our leadership, around how we grow people, around how we do the thing we do as a leader, but even just as a manager, as whatever you, the thing is you do, if you're not thinking around it, we're going to have problems because strategic thinking is going to enhance your decision-making, right? We were talking about the navigator and the person driving. Like when you know the direction you need to go, when something happens, and I say when, not if, when something happens, you're going to be able to go, oh, I know exactly what we need to do. 
I have here, like, it's like our brain has funnels that if this happens, then drop into this funnel. If this happens, drop into this funnel. If we haven't thought through the, if this happens, we get panicked. We freak out and we make bad decisions when we're just like, oh man, I don't know what to do next. And you just start reaching for any vine that will present itself. So you don't fall to the, the jungle floor at that moment. But our strategic thinking is going to enhance the way we make decisions and in the speed with which we make decisions. Sure. It's going to foster your adaptability and your resilience in these times, especially because I, I always go back to like, if I need to make decisions and I know I have strategic thinking behind it, I walk in very confident because I know, I know exactly what I need to do. I know what I need to talk about. I know what I need to think about and ooh, change happened. How do I adapt? Okay, there it is. And now I'm seeing clearer paths to do what I need to do. Okay. Strategic thinking is going to show you where you need to put your time and effort and your resources. And especially as a leader, as you're guiding people to the next step, or let's say you have some product or project, you know, okay, here's where we're starting. Here's where we need to be. Here are the steps that need to happen in between. Here's critical path. Here's the thing that has to happen before all these other things can happen. And as you're strategically thinking through those things, you're like, okay, this is it. Here's where we need to put our effort. Here's where we need to put our resources. When I see this not happen, here's what's going on. Uh, so what do we need to do today? I don't know. Just go start working on this and go start working over here. And, you know, I think, I think you'll like it if you do this and uh, yeah, we'll just see what, uh, we'll see what happens and what comes of our day. Like nobody feels good about that. Like you might feel good that you didn't have to give a whole lot of direction, but I promise your team does not feel good. They want to have goals. They want to have targets to hit. And if you can't help with that, that's a problem. So when we strategically think about what we're doing, you, you're going to have the right way to say, here's where you need to go. Here's what time we need to put in. Here's what our efforts need to be. Here's the resources to do it. So, and, and the last thing I think about is that strategic thinking, and I kind of said this a minute ago, it, it just breeds confidence um, to your team. They, when they see you be a good strategic thinker, they're going to trust you. They're going to trust you so much more because they're like, hey, Peter knows what's, he knows where we're going because he's thought about this. He's got direction. He's giving us clear, concise communication of what we need to do. Uh, I'm not even going to question whether he's the right leader. People who don't know what's going on next, people tend to not trust. Right. And it, not like in a value-based level, but they just don't trust that they're going to get them to the place they need to get to, or they're going to make them look bad. So these are, these are things we need to know about strategic thinking. This is why it's important because we can't go and do and make good things and do good services. If we don't first think about the things that we're doing. And I don't think anybody even wants to be a part of something like that, you know, and, and I think I'll probably jump into really the first thing that I think we need to do, Pete, unless you have anything. No, go ahead, man. I, I think one of the first things you've got to do to be a good strategic thinker is you've got to take time to think. Like really sit back, just think, how, how do we work through authing? And at first, I, I had a hard time knowing how to do this. And it sounds so simple, but I, I really did. I struggled with like, 
well, how do I take time to think? Like, I just, okay, I'll just think through this really quick. But something I did this year, and I've talked about it a little bit, is I now have a thing called thinking time. Literally a 30-minute chunk in my day that I put aside in the morning that I will just go and sit with a thought. So throughout the week, as something pops up or I've got something to do or think about, uh, I will just write it down. And then during that thinking time, I will sit with that thought, and think through what is it that I need to do. Thinking time um, is not just those high level thoughts, because we will, a lot of times we say to people, oh, I'll think about that later. And we never do. Right. This is a great place for us to do that. But it's also creating things um, like, let's say you have a project that you're going to do. Always setting aside time on the front end to say, what, is, what are the things that are important? You know, for every project we do, we're in the construction industry. Every time we have a project, we have a job startup day. We have a job uh, verification meetings. And all these things sound like not sexy meetings. But at the same time, what we're doing is we're setting up time to think about all the things we need to think about and create strategy around how are we going to do this project instead of throwing it up in the air and saying, well, someone will get it. No, they won't. If, if your thought is someone will figure this out, they won't. Okay. We have to be the people to say, as leaders, we're going to help think this think this through. Um, Pascal uh, has a great quote. He said that all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit in a quiet room alone. Just think. And just think about these things. So there won't be much strategic thinking if you don't allow your brain some silence and the ability to start thinking. Yeah, and I think it's, I want to take it a step further too, because I, I agree 100%, but there's also a piece of this for those of you who are executors out there, right? Thinking time does not come easily for somebody who is typically an executor, somebody who has tasks to do, triggers to pull, levers to pull, things like that. That's difficult. And it's it's difficult for us to, to say, well, we're going to, you know, we're going to do some strategic thinking while there's other things going on in the background. You know, and it's it's important when you do strategic thinking, like Blake mentioned, you said this a minute ago, and I love it. You set aside specific time for that thinking. You're not working on things. You're not reading emails. You're not taking phone calls. That is a you alone time. And it's important that when you do this, you're not focused on all the things that you need to be doing as well. So it's important to set aside that time specifically so you're not executing at the same time because your strategic thinking won't happen. That's the one thing that will fall and you will continue to do the execution and then you're not looking forward to the future. So just keep that in mind when you are being a thinker, be the thinker, not the thinker and the executor. Mm. One of the things too, um, I came across this method while I was doing some research for this and this was created by Edward de Bono uh, back in, in 1986, which by the way is a great year, fantastic year. Um, <clears throat> and it's called the six hat method. And basically it's, it's a, a way of training yourself to think about certain pieces at different times in your strategic thinking. And it helps you get a full picture of what you're looking at, the problem, the product, whatever it is, the project. So he puts it as six hats. The first is the white hat, which he's, um, he's it's the focus on what you can learn from available data. So you look at past and current trends and data or whatever you're working on. That's when you think about that the red hat, then you look at uh, the problem. Can you give me an example of that? Like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So let's say you're working on 
um, you're putting together a new process for uh, installation method for an electrical system, right? So in that process of putting that together, I would look at uh, what are the past and current data on how long it takes to install a receptacle, gotcha. right? So how long does it take? How much data is out there on that? I could gather all that information or think through that, think through the process itself of, of that um, so that I could look at that. What, what's the way it's been done? What's the trends that are out there? Things like that. Gotcha. The next one is the is the feeling portion, right? The red hat is the feeling yours and others. How do I feel about putting in that receptacle? How do others feel about putting in that receptacle? And this is a this is a very simple illustration, but we'll keep using it. Then you've got the black hat, which is the hat of caution, right? So you're looking for weak points, you're looking for problems. So as I'm installing this receptacle in my mind or whatever it is that you're working through in your thought process, what are the problems, the danger areas? What are the weak things? What areas could fail? Um, you know, if you're if you're thinking in the the production line mindset from Henry Ford, okay, how does this? We have this production line going from section to section, but all of a sudden now we have a drop because this large piece can't get from this conveyor belt to this conveyor belt because there's nothing there to move it, right? So that type of thing, looking for those weak spots. Um, then you have your yellow hat, which helps you look on the bright side right? What are the optimistic viewpoints? What's the, the great benefits that are going to come out of this? What are the things that you're most excited about? You know, think through those things. Um, then you have the green hat, which is, all right, hey, we've thought through the, the, the weak points. We've thought through uh, the feelings of this. We've looked at data. How can we get creative about this? Mm. Is there something that we can do that's new? Is there a, a, a different process? Is there a way of rearranging it so that it works differently or bringing in some piece that may not be intended for this, uh, but it works perfectly for it and then cuts off this amount of time or changes the the outcome this way? Use that time for creativity out of the box. I like that. I have never yeah. thought about that before. Just like in your strategic thinking, having that element of like, all right, now what creatively could we do? Like what sounds crazy to do? Yes. Like, that sounds neat. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And then you've got your blue hat. And this is, I think it's important that it's, that it's in this order too, because this is where your processes and structure come through. So you've thought through the data. You've taken time to look about how you feel and others feel about it. You've looked at all the weak points. You've gone through the creativity side, you've realized the the benefits, right? Now you put all those things into a process and you think through that process and create that in your mind. These six hats, they're, they're not perfect. They're not going to just create everything perfectly for you, but it's a great way to structure your thoughts as you work through a problem or a project or something like that. This will give you that structure so that you can build it out. Right. So I think the next thing you know, as we're talking about things that we need to do, we've talked about thinking time quite a bit. Another thing is called SWOT. Um, and this is a, it's a business term, um, but it is, it's not just for business. This, and SWOT is an acronym. It stands for strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Mm -hmm. And the idea is you go through this exercise and you figure out, okay, what are our strengths? Maybe that's for your organization. Maybe that's for your team. Maybe that's for your family, for your finances, whatever it may be. What are the strengths? Then what are the weaknesses? What are areas that we struggle with? Um, and then what are opportunities that are out there? What are things that can come our way that can be a game changer, right? Um, or what are things that we need to pursue? And then we have threats. What are things that are outside of our control that could 
cause this to go a different direction or a catastrophe, whatever it may be. Yeah. It's important to put that together <clears throat> so that you know what you're looking at, right? Yeah. Strategic thinking isn't about where am I today or where was I yesterday? Strategic thinking is, is where am I going to be in X number of time, right? Whether it's long-term or short, short-term, where am I going to be? And it's important to know these things where our strengths so we can play to those weaknesses, mm -hmm. opportunities, and threats. We yeah. want to make sure we're looking ahead for those. The next thing I think is understanding the difference between goals. So you've got, you have long-term goals and you've got short-term goals. And <clears throat> long-term are, you know, small marches every single day. You're moving towards that long-term goal. A long-term goal that, that, Ridgeline has is to be a, uh, to have a, a, a specific, uh, facility and, um, location for people with autism to be able to have a, uh, a purpose and be able to have a living wage and work, um, in something that they connect to. That is a long-term goal. That's not going to be done overnight, yeah. right? We're looking out years on that, on that, that project, a short-term goal though, would be something like, hey, we have several processes that need to be adjusted or made. Let's get those done in the next 90 days. Yeah. There's big difference between those. And when they get switched, when we start looking at long-term goals as short-term goals, now we're losing sight of the 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 day-to-day -day operational things that need to happen too. We don't want to ever leapfrog those or jump over those and miss the fact that we have to get short-term things done in order to reach the long-term goals. Yeah, and it's important to know that long-term goals and short-term goals does not mean don't work on them goals and have to work on them goals. Right. Okay, that's thank like, you for I that think clarification. You, you made a great point of like these are like small little marches, but they're marches. They're taking steps. You're doing yes. things long-term. Um, yeah, these long-term goals, even for this uh, prefabrication shop for autistic people, like we love that idea, and it's still very idea, but. I tell you where it was our idea for that five years ago to where it is today is very, oh, yeah. very different. And it's getting clearer and we're honing in on it and we're having discussions and we're going and meeting people and figuring out what we need to know and what we don't understand and who needs to be a part of this. Like all of these things are happening. It's slower. Okay. But it doesn't mean you're not doing them until it's time for them. Right. Right. Um, it's not like, like, being pregnant and having a baby is a nine month thing, right? It's got process and time and the baby's got to grow and there are little things that have got to happen periodically. And that's, that's a ramp up to that moment that the baby finally is there. Doesn't go like, Hey, I think I'm going to be pregnant. And then all of a sudden you have this full belly ready to give birth. Like it takes that time of building it. So yeah. I think that's important. I think another one is um, being able to see in systems. And this is, this is a different thought, but like the difference between seeing in systems or assemblies, I'll call it a lot of time instead of items and things is being able to understand the bigger picture to whatever that thing is. Okay. And this is why like it, even with competition, it doesn't even worry me with competition on some things because I know that a lot of times competition will try to do the things that we do, but not understand the heart and the bigger picture of how it all interconnects. And so when you try to do things, it's like you're a child wearing your parents' clothes, right? 
right? Mm -hmm. There's it's off. It doesn't make sense. And so being able to see in bigger systems, how does this, like all of this connect to this, even in teaching electrical, I try to simplify it to like, Hey, think about a tree. Think about the way a tree works together. Okay. And this is something we understand is what a tree is, right? Like if people have seen a tree. So like you have roots that come in, there's power that comes into this trunk of, of a tree. And then you've got like panels and ways to distribute electricity to areas to be used at a smaller level. Well, that trunk is like your panels. And then all of a sudden you've got these branches that go out, the bigger branches. And that's where it's taking, you know, less electricity over to areas to feed in like your, your stuff there. So, okay. That is like your, what we call home runs or we're, we're taking things to certain areas. And then we have the twigs, the twigs are the pieces that come off to these individual areas electrically. And then we have the fruit, the flower, whatever else it is, the leaves that are the thing. It's the lights, it's the switches, it's your receptacles. It's all these things now that you can use electricity or it's, um, it's giving you the benefit of environment like lights and things like that. So we break that whole system to understand the system of electricity before we talk about the things. Because when you just jump into, oh, it's, these are things and this is a thing, then strategically, how do you ever make good strategic thoughts if you can't see the bigger picture? Right. So when yeah. you see in systems and how things work together, you're able to easily make different strategic assumptions. And strategic assumptions are important. Okay, and I know we usually say assumptions, you know, are are bad and makes an asset of you and me. But the assumptions we want our brains to subconsciously come to decisions quickly. We want them to fire quickly. We have over sixty thousand thoughts a day. We want them to start seeing in systems instead of items, so that we can piece these things together and create bigger puzzle pieces to make it simpler to make strategic decisions. So, um, yeah, that's a big one. And I think, I think last. You cannot strategically think well without knowing your team, knowing yeah. their strengths, knowing their weaknesses, knowing their gifts, knowing where they are clearly not gifted. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I mean that it's awesome that we're not all the same puzzle piece. That would be so boring. But to know your team, know where you need to develop in your team, know where um, you need to listen and have an ear to your team. And when your team might be giving you bad advice. Like there is an ability with strategic thinking to in, engage in collaboration, but it's important to know where is that collaboration's experiences, understandings coming from. Um, and, and again, I don't mean that like, oh, don't listen to them. Oh, 100% listen to them. But if you don't know your team and people are like, oh, you just 100% this will work because it happened to me in the past. And what if that person was just, you, they were historically known for being a liar and you were like, Oh, okay. And then you did the thing and the thing blew up and you're like, you know what? In hindsight, that guy's never told me the truth ever. Why did I listen to him? And, or that person has no experience in this area. Why did I, why did I listen to that? Knowing your team and knowing how to build your team to be more um, in tune to take whatever the strategic plan is and put it into action. Yeah. You, you got to know your team. Yeah, absolutely. Strategic thinking. It is, it is an absolute game changer 
It, uh, it enhances decision-making and helps us adapt and be resilient, gives us direction and builds your team's confidence. It is truly a formidable tool. Um, be sure to spend time when you're doing this, when you're wanting to spend time, spend the time thinking without executing, right? Know your SWOT, which is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Know your goals, long-term versus short-term. See in systems and know your team's abilities. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week on the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast. See you guys next time. Also, we'd like to thank our very own Luke Van Tress, a.k.a. Mr. Boxes, for our kick-ass original